Hello, hello, lovely people. So today I'm going to talk with you about burnout. This is a topic that I kind of speak about around the surface or around the edges, let's say, quite a lot, but I've never directly addressed. Um, And recently I was brought into a community to teach on this and it got me thinking about how much I want to teach this to you guys. Um, Starting with, I think I will share one of my big burnout moments. Today's episode is going to be very personal I'm going to be using my own examples because I do think we need to speak to how burnout is personal and speak away from the mass marketization of burnout that leaves so many people essentially trying to measure up to a checklist or someone else's definition. And all that does is it keeps us away from checking in with how we're actually feeling. And oftentimes with so many people, it keeps us dismissing our experience. So Burnout is personal. That's going to be the big theme of the day. And because that's the big theme of the day, I'm going to be sharing my personal experience as I invite you to um, delve into and develop yours in a way that supports you so that you can um, prevent burnout, so that you can recover from burnout, so that you can support yourself and get supported through burnout. Now, I will also say before I go into today's episode that in just a few days, we are reopening up one-to-one coaching with our Time Hacker coaches. This is an amazing program where you can sign up and get six sessions with a Time Hacker coach. Um, I know the time of year it is means that we can be taking on um, additional things, additional to-dos as we build up to the holiday season, as we wind down 2023, not to mention everything that is going on in the world right now. So we are extremely prone to burnout in this season, and that's why I wanted to create this episode with you now and also let you know that you can, through Time Hackers, we will leave the link in the show notes, get that one-to-one tailored support, whether it's for the six weeks on the back end this year, or you decide to hold on to it and start using it in January, you get to decide. I think you've got three months within which to use those six sessions. So I just really wanted to get that in front of you as soon as possible. It is the best way to support yourself through busy seasons, through particularly turbulent seasons, through closing out a year, through opening out a year. Um, You can, by the way, buy multiple packages. You can buy packages and give them to other people. If you do that, just buy the package and then email us and let us know who it's for. Give us their email address. We'll get all that set up for you. So that's what we're talking about today. Back to burnout. So for me, I'm just going to start with my one of my big burnout moments. And I remember it so clearly. I have kind of discussed it on the podcast before, but I'm just going to really explicitly state exactly what happened, where I was, um, what led up to it, what supported me through it and how I overcame it on today's episode. So I, as some of you guys know, when I launched this podcast, I was actually living in Austin. Was I living in Austin when I launched or I can't remember exactly, but in 2019, I was living in Austin. I was working full-time on a startup. I was doing my online MBA. I was doing this podcast. I was coaching very few clients, but still coaching some clients. Um, There was lots of different things going on and I loved my work. I felt like I was so connected to my purpose and yet I felt like it required so much of me. And I was on a hike with my husband And I turned around to him and burst out crying and couldn't breathe and just said to him, I feel like I have to sacrifice every single part of me to do the work that I love. Like it requires so much to succeed and I'm giving everything. And 
and I can't give anymore. I have nothing left to give to myself. I have nothing left to give to you. I have nothing left to give. Like it's like every part of my being went into this business and went into the purpose that I had. Um, And so I felt so connected to it and I loved it, but I just felt like I didn't have anything in me to give to anything. Um, And it was just a really obviously low point. I felt completely out of control. I felt completely helpless. I felt completely disoriented. I felt completely emotionally exhausted. I felt like I'd been carrying stress in my body for so long that it just becomes so normalized. I almost didn't remember what life would be like without it. Um, And I just cracked at that moment. Now I have a confession, which is the next day I was all ready to go back to the grind and go back to work. And it was my husband that was like, we're not doing this anymore, or at least I'm not doing this anymore. It's up to you if you want to, but I strongly think that maybe this isn't what we should be doing or how we should be living. Um, And he was obviously absolutely right. Um, There you go. He has it on podcast episode now, me saying those, those famous words. And um, we ended up closing the business. So that was my burnout moment. I encourage each of you to just pause for a minute. You can even pause the podcast and think about burnout for you. Do you have a burnout moment, a moment where it kind of all accumulated? Maybe for some of you, it was a slow burn. Um, Again, don't compare your burnout moment to mine or make it measure the same way as mine. I just really want you to pause and think about if you have had burnout, what was the moment for you where you really acknowledged and understood what was right in front of you and what you were really experiencing and really self-validated. Um, now, one of the reasons why I've, I think I've not spoken so loudly about burnout specifically is because I, I just think the issue is, like I said at the beginning, that we try and put ourselves into kind of a burnout box and tick those check boxes of, is it, isn't it? Even when I was you know, I love to look up definitions and there's so many different definitions and there's so many different causes. So I really encourage you to think about for you, what is burnout? It might not be exactly the same. In fact, for all of you listening, it won't be exactly the same as it was for me. So really pause. What is burnout for you? How do you experience burnout? How have you experienced burnout? What does that look like? Um, So For me, the mass marketization of burnout really refers to this idea that we should all have this like same homogenous experience and we should all be tired and exhausted all the time. We should have headaches and illnesses. We should have poor sleep and be completely unable to rest. We should be disengaged from our work. We should be detached from our work. We should be feeling helpless and hopeless. We should be completely unmotivated and very frustrated and drained and exhausted. Now, as I said, you may relate to some of those and not all of those. You may relate to all of those. You may relate to things that I've not even pointed out. I really encourage you to step into what is my experience of burnout? Really, really, we have to pull away from this idea that it's the same for all of us because that's what keeps so many of us in the loop of not validating our own experience, of not getting the help that we need, of feeling like it's not that big of a deal. Maybe it's just us. Maybe it will just heal itself with time, which is obviously not something we buy into on this podcast. So if you have experienced burnout, I want you to get really clean and clear with what was it like for you? How did you know that you were experiencing burnout? Now, again, for me, I just shared, for me, it was uncontrollable tears. It was feeling hopeless. It was feeling isolated. It was feeling disconnected from so much of my life and myself. 
it was feeling just mentally lost in my own head all the time and disengaged from reality, disengaged from my relationships, disengaged from my life outside of work. Um, Sometimes that meant being unable or struggling to get out of bed or really forcing myself out of bed and really feeling like it required Herculean amounts of effort. And for me, I'll be honest, it was also feeling a lot of fear and tightness and anxiety in my body. So that is my experience. I really encourage you to pause and really think about what your experience was. Now, the next thing we want to consider is what led to your burnout? What caused it for you? What have been your triggers? Now, some of the common causes are workload, having too much to do, too little time, feeling out of control um, in our work, in our to-do list, in our weeks, in our relationships. It could be a values mismatch and having disconnection from the work that we are doing. It can come from the team that we are working in, if we're feeling underappreciated, if we are lacking support, if we are working in a toxic culture um, with toxic leadership. And just because I've given some common causes doesn't mean it's all of these common causes. And that's why I'm going to say again, we want to make burnout personal. Because for me, I know exactly what was causing burnout. The first thing is I was rushing to get somewhere. I was rushing to get to this place where we would be successful. I would hit a milestone. And even with every milestone we hit, I was rushing to the next one and the next one. I was never landing still. I was never celebrating. I was never settling into success. I was also obsessed over work. It was um, my everything. I really believed that sacrifice was necessary and I was willing to sacrifice because I was so connected to my cause. So you'll notice that one of the things that I didn't have was a disconnection or a values mismatch. It was actually a really high values match and a real deep connection to my work and my purpose. And that's why I wanted to share that with you because not everyone has the same um, drivers into burnout. Um, I honestly also at the time was responsible for things I honestly had no business being responsible for. I honestly didn't understand and I definitely wasn't the best person to be doing it. But if any of you are founders, you'll know that quite often this is or or managing teams or whatever it might be. I think so often we are taking on things that maybe we don't have the skills for. And that can also that for me at the time was a big driver into feeling out of control. Um, Another one is believing I'm not good enough, not smart enough to achieve the big audacious goals that I had Um, and being isolated. As I mentioned, we were moving out in Austin. We were isolated literally away from our community, from our friends, from our family. We did and were welcomed into a very cool startup community. We were part of an accelerator program we got accepted into. We had trainings and mentors and all of that good stuff, but it was all work related. Um, And the last one I'll mention, which I'll mention because I experienced it, but also I think it's super common, which is crediting stress with our success and crediting working under pressure with success. And so constantly creating stress and pressure. So can you relate to any of these? Have any of these been um, significant in driving you into burnout or driving you close to burnout? Or do you just notice yourself doing them right now and starting to fear that you might end up in burnout? Now, here's the thing. Time will not heal burnout. Time is passive. Yes, it passes, but it doesn't change anything. Time does not heal all wounds. You will hear me say this a lot on this podcast. This is what time hacking is all about. Healing burnout doesn't come from time. It comes from us. Now, with that, I really want you to think about what has helped you before? What has helped you feel supported? What has helped you slow down? What has helped you land into presence? What has helped you with stress? What has helped you with pressure? With pressure. 
Now, a lot of the common things out there are things like asking for help, deleting things, doing less, seeking professional help, setting boundaries. And by that just means saying, you know, I'm not going to work on a Saturday and actually sticking to it. Um, Some people say setting routines help them and rest help them. And I think that those are all great. But oftentimes, as you've heard me speak about on the podcast, like rest is a skill. It's not something we know how to do. So being told to rest when you are experiencing burnout isn't always productive. Um, Setting routines can lead to, can help some people with burnout and can drive some people further into burnout. Um, Deleting things and doing less. Well, it sounds great, but how do you know what to delete? How do you know what to do less of? So for me, the, the solution, the best solution to solving for burnout is time hacking, of course. And so I'm going to share through the time hacking lens what actually helped me. And as I'm doing so, I really encourage you to listen and think, what do I want to try? What have I tried before? Oh, this has worked for me. Oh, this might work for me. This definitely doesn't work for me. I really encourage you again to make this personal. But for me, the first thing I had to do was drop the judgment. And this is why I'm speaking so loudly about this burnout checklist, because So often we are literally judging our own experience and that keeps us from having any compassion for ourselves in it, right? We're literally measuring ourselves up against an external standard, which pulls us out of like, how am I feeling today? So really drop the judgment. The brain is designed to judge. It will judge by design. Um, We just don't have to listen to everything our brain tells us. We don't have to believe everything our brain tells us. We can just say, thank you for your opinion. And I'm just going to settle into how I'm feeling and I'm just going to redirect myself to what I think I need right now and how I can get support right now. The second thing that really helped me was obviously vocalizing it in that conversation with my husband and then vocalizing it and owning it over and over again. Sometimes it's just about vocalizing it to yourself. You do not need to go out and announce it, but vocalizing it helped me and it might help you. The third thing is really separating yourself. And this can be separating yourself from perhaps the team or the people. And that might just be working from home for a few days if you have that flexibility. That might be um, just taking a step back from certain things that you are responsible for, asking for support or asking for other people in your team to take on more things. How can you separate yourself from the drivers of your personal burnout experience? So again, one of the things I had you do at the start was check in with your burnout drivers. Now you want to be thinking about how can you literally separate yourself? For me, it might have been not going into the rework that we were working in, surrounded by the startup world that we were very in at that point. It might have been not running events for the week. It might have just been going for hikes and going out in nature. Like what is the separation that I could create between me and my drivers of burnout, which some of which were me too, right? Um, Obviously, rest, recover, and nourish. Those are three things I now proactively do, but at that point, absolutely did not. Um, And also, I'll be honest, I was still probably in the mindset of like, I'll do those things as long as it works so that I can come back stronger instead of seeing value just in those things. Um, The next thing is really what we've done on this episode together, which is just evaluating what created your burnout experience. So for me, stepping into what created this burnout experience and getting super clear on it so that I could get to know myself, get to know my drivers of burnout, get to know what might create it again, get very self-aware. Self-aware is such a powerful, self-awareness is a powerful tool here. Um, Another thing that I really recommend doing is visualizing 
what you want your life to look like in the future, how you want to engage with your work, how you want to engage with your team, how you want to engage with your clients, how you want to engage with your peers, like really proactively visualizing, daydreaming, imagining, not just based off of what you have created now, what you have seen in the past, what you have seen others do around you, but really open yourself up to what could it look like? What would I want it to look like? And if as you are doing this, your brain offers limits of can't, shouldn't, won't, whatever, I really encourage you to say, thank you. I'm not going to make myself do anything. I'm just going to step into this visualization and make it as big and bold and spacious as, and yummy as I want it to be. Um, the next thing I did was create non-negotiables and actually honor them. Now, this is a really important step because so often we want to create a list of 50 non-negotiables and honor each of them. But the issue is when we overcommit to our non-negotiables, we end up letting them drop and we end up building this relationship between ourselves of not trusting that we'll have our own back. So my recommendation here is to have very few non-negotiables, one, two, three tops and commit to them and build that trust in yourself that like, you will stick to your non-negotiables. And once you've built that trust and you've seen it through, feel free to add more and add more. We just don't want to put in the work of creating non-negotiables and then actually negotiating on them. And of course, you want to make the change, whatever that is for you, what conclusions you reach based off of your burnout experience, your burnout drivers, and what's worked for you in the past. Now, if all this feels like helpful and something that you want to sit with I do encourage you to do so and I do have a worksheet that you can get in the show notes um, that you can access which has got all the questions that I've given out today of course you can also pause and re-listen and re-engage with this um, podcast as often as you like you can share it with anyone that you know as a resource for someone that you know that might be experiencing burnout or that has been prone to burnout in the past the big takeaway that I want everyone to really be clear of today is burnout is personal your experience is valid and you are the expert of you reach out and get support be willing to try different things maybe they work with one burnout experience and not with the next burnout experience there's so many different solutions out there and that it can be a little bit overwhelming so I really just encourage you to step into what's made me feel good in the past what's helped me with my stress in the past what's helped me recover from illness in the past like really thinking personally about what has helped you So I hope you found this episode helpful. As I said, we are launching one-to-one coaching sessions where you can work directly with a Time Hacker coach who is someone that joined the Time Hackers program, probably sat exactly where you are right now, made the changes they want to in their life, fell in love with it so much that they wanted to certify and being able to help other people um, use the tools so that they can too hack time. Um, That's it from me. We'll leave the link to that also in the show notes. If you are watching this later or earlier, you might just see a wait list because we do open and close this program. So just sign up. If you can sign up and it's open, jump on it and sign up. And if you see a wait list, then jump onto the wait list and you'll be first to be notified of when we next open up one-to-one coaching and you can get that tailored one-to-one support that you might be craving right now. So I hope that sharing my burnout experience, my personal experience has um, helped you as well as the powerful questions, really, those were really created to help you. So we will leave a link to those in the show notes. Thank you all for your time. Bye. 
Hey, if you want to get five hours a week back minimum for life, then I want to invite you to join Time Hackers. It's this podcast on speed where you'll get access to time hacking tools not shared on the podcast. You'll get access to my proven process for hacking your time to get five hours back every week at least. It's also my favorite place to hang out and will be yours too as you connect with other time hackers where you'll get celebrated, supported and coached of course. You are a time hacker. This is where you belong. Head to vickilouise.com forward slash group. I can't wait to see you there.